episode number 22 with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines, get all in, and join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Hey, 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 I want to welcome everyone to the All In Podcast show today, and um, today I have the pleasure of introducing you to a guy that has an amazing story and is out impacting uh, thousands, tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands uh, all around the world uh, with a message that um, you're in for a treat here with. Um, um, today I have the opportunity to um, to share a story with um, Hal Elrod and um, I just want to um, share with you a little bit about him. He has an amazing story of, of um, actually you know passing away um, in, a, in an accident many years ago and um, in uh, and being able to actually come back from that and not only actually live, but to be able to go out and do some amazing things uh, where he was told he wasn't going to. So, um, I, you know, obviously Hal will tell you the story much better than I will. And um, I am just humbled that he took the time to share with, our, with my audience here um, some great uh, tips and uh, things that he's doing in his life that, uh, that has impacted so many. So, so Hal, I want to uh, thank you for taking the time today and welcome to the show. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It really is an honor, Dan. Yeah. So um, I want to, uh, you know, dive right into your story and, and, you know, obviously probably the best place to start is with, uh, you know, where you had your accident yeah. um, and, and, uh, and then we can jump in from there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, so I was 19 years old when I got hired to sell Cutco cutlery. I don't know if you're familiar with Cutco kitchen knives. Yeah, yeah, I am. So uh, 10 days into the career, I had broken the all-time company uh, fast start record where I had basically means I'd sold more knives in my first 10 days than just about anybody had in the 50-year history of the company. And you know, for, for me, a kid who had grown up like really mediocre my whole life, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't get good grades. I wasn't a star athlete. I wasn't that person. Like we all know that person or maybe some of you listening are that person that uh, like is good at everything that you do and, you know, really an achiever by nature. For me, I was a real screw up by nature and kind of a, cl- <laughs> kind of a class clown, if you will. And so I broke this all time record and it really like sh- sh- created this new identity for me of, uh, you know, wow, maybe maybe what they say is true. Like, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you really can achieve. And um, I went on to break a bunch of the company records and I was always asked to speak at all of the events. And I got kind of a reputation as like the, you know, the main speaker. And one night I gave a speech. Uh, This was a year and a half into my career. I gave a speech, got a standing ovation, which was a real meaningful moment because I had this dream at that point of being a professional, you know, keynote speaker once my days of selling knives were over. And uh, that standing ovation was really affirming, like, wow, maybe I'm good enough, you know, like, I mean, these people seem to like it, maybe other people will too, you know, and that night driving home feeling, as you could imagine, after this, you know, standing ovation, I'm on top of the world, I'm feeling so good, I was driving my brand new Ford Mustang, which at age 20, until I could afford the Ferrari, that was kind of like the dream car <laughs> that was within my means, you know, and uh, driving home that night, I honestly don't remember what I'm about to share with you. So, so everybody listening, like this is, I only know what I'm about to tell you from, uh, police reports and hospital records and eyewitnesses, but about 1136, 1137 PM, 
uh, driving down the freeway, cruise control set at 70 miles an hour, radio blaring, you know, bouncing around, enjoying life. Uh, this man I had never met before got on the freeway going the wrong way. And he was in a much larger vehicle than my Ford Mustang. He was in a full-size Chevy truck. And his truck came head-on at my car. Again, I don't remember seeing the headlights. I don't, I don't know what I thought. I don't know if I saw them. I don't, I don't know. But we collided head-on for, you know, between both of us doing 70 miles an hour and then hitting head-on. It's 140 mile an hour head-on impact. And believe it or not, the worst was actually yet to come. As my car spun off the drunk driveway, it spun sideways with my driver's side door uh, as a target for the car that was behind me. And it crashed into my door at 70 miles an hour. So if you're, you know, right now, if everybody listening, if you look over, over your left shoulder and imagine a car is coming at you at 70 miles an hour and crashes into your door, and what you might imagine is what happened, where the entire left side of my car was crushed into the left side of my body, and instantly I broke 11 bones. My leg, my femur snapped in two, full on in two pieces. My arm did the same thing. I shattered my elbow. I broke my pelvis between in three places, and... Anyway, I, I could go in more detail than I probably need to, but um, I actually died. I bled to death. I was clinically dead on the side of the freeway for six minutes without a heartbeat, without, you know, breathing, and revived, thankfully, rushed to the hospital uh, in critical condition. I, I flatlined twice more uh, in the next few days, and six days later, I came out of a coma to find out that I had permanent brain damage, you know, 11 broken bones. Doctors said I would never walk again. I had three metal plates in my eye, a metal rod in my arm, two screws in my elbow, and a rod in my leg. And, um, you know, that, that was the, as you might imagine, like the most unimaginable adversity I'd ever woken up to and to face this reality. And the power, you know, call it the power of positive thinking, call it a miracle, whatever you want. But I told my parents, I said, I'm committed to walking again. And if I don't walk again, I accept that. Like if I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life, I said, I told my dad, I said, I'll be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair because I've realized that there's no point in wishing you could change something that you can't change, which, you know, by the way, includes anything and everything that's ever happened to us. Like, unless you're Marty McFly with a DeLorean, right, <laughs> you can't go back in time and change anything. Even if it happened a minute ago, it's already happened. And I learned that acceptance was the key to emotional freedom. So I accepted that I was in this car accident and I couldn't change it. And I accepted the worst case scenario that I may never walk again. Therefore, those circumstances, the ones that I was in in the worst-case scenario, had no power over my emotions. I was, I was genuinely able to be happy and grateful to the point, Dan, where the doctors thought I was in denial. They told my parents that, you know, I think your son's in denial. I think he's delusional. Uh, it's not normal that he's happy all the time, and he's, he's joking <laughs> with us and making us laugh. But I think there's got to be a correlation. Two weeks later, after I came out of the coma, Three weeks after the crash, the doctors came in with routine x-rays, and they said, we don't know how to explain this, but your body is healing so rapidly that we're going to let you take your first step in therapy tomorrow. So it went from never walking again to three weeks later, I took my first step, and yeah, the rest is kind of history, as they say. I mean, I, 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 a month later, I left the hospital against doctor's orders. I begged my parents to drive me to sales appointments because I wanted to win a sales contest that we were in. And uh, I took fourth place, you know, but uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that was the, the first rock bottom in my life, if you will, the most unimaginable adversity, and um, it was that experience that, that kind of showed me that, that all these cliche things like, you know, whatever the mind can believe it can achieve, and there's always a way when you're committed, and, you know, all of these things, I mean, they, they all really proved to be true. 
That's awesome. So, so as you, um, you know, work through that um, and having the mindset, I mean, it always, it always amazes me, obviously, in medical situations as well, um, how, uh, the, you know, sometimes people just don't get it. You know, just, just the fact of even being positive about the scenario um, of how they, um, you know, they, they've had to see, you know, more than one case like that. Um, obviously, the majority of people aren't like that. But I see that, um, you know, in your, in your journey, uh, you know, you eventually came out with a, a number one best-selling book, but there's another story prior to that. Yeah. Um, and, um, and um, you know, in between, uh, you know, your accident and to that point prior to that, you know, the, the, the next downfall, if you want to call it that, um, you know, share, can you share that section of your life of what happened from, you know, when you started walking again to building up to, you know, doing what you were doing at that time of your life? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, you know, this, this is the, it's interesting the way that life works. And, you know, that, again, one of those old adages, everything happens for a reason. I think that that's true, but, but not in the way that most of us have been conditioned to think where we, you know, we, we've been conditioned to think that the reason is predetermined, right? Like, like you go through life, people go through life and they hit a challenge or a wall or they lose a loved one or whatever the, the challenge or the adversity or the tragedy is. And, and then it's like they, they look to God or they ask other people, like, why did this happen to me? I, I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. And it's the idea that, you know, that everything happens for a reason, but it's like it's predetermined is what people think. And I've found that, this is only my opinion, I don't, I don't claim to know it all, but everything happens for a reason. However, the distinction is it is 100% our responsibility to choose the reason. And we can choose reasons that discourage us and destroy us and disempower us, or we can choose reasons that, you know, we're going to learn from our adversity and we're going to become stronger as a result of pushing through it and taking it head on. And my first adversity led me to pursue speaking and, and, and writing the books and this and that. But the thing is, it wasn't very relatable. Not Most people can't relate to dying and, you know, being told they never walk again. So eight years later in 2008, the, the, I really hit an even lower point in my life. And most people kind of, you know, they'll look at me funny if I say that. And they're like, dude, what are you talking about? You died the first time. Like, how does it get lower than that? But honestly, the second one is more common, but it was more difficult for me. And it was in 2008 when the U.S. economy crashed. Uh, at that time, I had hit Hall of Fame with my company, and then I had started my own business. I was a professional speaker, which was my dream. So, like, I was literally living my dream. I had written my first book, Taking Life at On, which had become a number one bestseller. Uh, my publisher stole all of my profits and ran off with them. That's a whole other story. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, and then I bought my first brand new house. You know, I bought a like my rate like a sports car. Like, I had met the woman of my dreams. I was five point seven percent body fat. Like, best shape of my life. So now some of you are like, wait, this is rock bottom? No, no, this was right before the rock bottom. <laughs> um, and then when the economy crashed in 2008, I, I lost, I mean, kind of, you know, I didn't lose everything, but I lost everything, if you will. Like I, I lost over half my clients, therefore I couldn't pay my bills, therefore I couldn't pay my mortgage, and I lost my house, uh, which is a pretty difficult thing when you, you know, you're, you live this dream, you achieve this goal, you buy a house, and then it's taken away from you and you don't know how to salvage it. Um, I, I went from being a Dave Ramsey student who was debt-free to having a $53,000 credit card balance on my personal credit card, and that was just where I was at after six months. It was climbing every month. I went from 5.7% body fat to 17% body fat as a result of getting deeply depressed. And I, I didn't know how – I felt hopeless. I was you know, borderline suicidal. 
honestly, I never would have done it because my parents had been through enough with the, the car accident. I wouldn't have done it to them, but, but it crossed my mind all the time. And, uh, and as a result of so much fear and so much uncertainty, uh, I, you know, I, I was every day that I woke up, I just tried to make it through the day so I could crawl into bed under the covers. That was like my only escape, if you will. And to keep a long story relatively short, it was a series of events that led me to hear a quote from Jim Rohn. I went on a run. I hated running. Uh, but a friend of mine convinced me that this would help me, that if I wanted to change my life, I had to every day get my heart rate up in the morning, do some exercise while I listen to some audiobooks or podcasts or something to educate myself on how to grow my business. That was his advice. And day one of my running, which I hated, I was running out the door going, this is so stupid. Why am I listening to John's advice? I should just, I need to make money. I don't need to run. And two minutes into the run, I heard a quote that changed my entire life, or at least it was the catalyst to change my life faster than I ever thought possible. And I'll share this with, with the audience, with you and, and Dan and your audience. The quote is from Jim Rohn, and you might have even heard it before, because I had heard it before, but it didn't hit me in the way that it did until this day, this morning. And the quote from Jim Rohn, he said, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. And then there's a second part to the quote. He said, because success is something you attract by the person you become. And in that moment, I, my realization was this. I'm not dedicating time every day to my personal development in order to become the person that I need to be to create the success I want in my life. So I had this like aha moment. I went, wait a minute. I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend like an hour Googling what are the world's most successful people do for personal development. And I'm going to figure out what the number one practice is and I'm going to start doing it every day. And it's, if, you know, theoretically, I thought if I do that, it's only a matter of time before I develop myself into the person that I need to be that is capable of creating the success I, I want in my life. And even, you know, the success I'd experienced before, I knew what it was like. I just had to get back to it. And after an hour online, Dan, I came up with a list of six practices that the world's most successful people swore by. And it depended on who you asked, which successful person, which millionaire or billionaire or, you know, CEO or philanthropist, which one you asked, depending on which of these six was the best. So I was frustrated because I thought, there's no clear-cut winner here. Like, I don't know what to do. And then the epiphany that is kind of what created the miracle morning, I had this epiphany. I went, wait a minute. What if I did all of these? Like, none of the research I'm doing is showing me any human being that does more than one or two, maybe three of these at the most. What if I woke up tomorrow, and to start my day, I did the six most powerful, proven, personal development practices known to man that the world's most successful people swear by? And I woke up the next morning, and I, I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't proficient in any of them. But I went through all six, and that was the morning my entire life changed because even though my life was still a mess on the outside, internally I felt unstoppable. I thought, if I wake up every day and I go through these six practices, these six, this ritual, where I, I have this much clarity and motivation and energy, and, and my depression was literally gone day one. I mean, it was crazy. I because because I you know part of what causes depression, right, is a lack of a compelling future. It's a feeling of hopelessness, and mm, and right. for me, that I thought I now have hope. 
if I start every day like this, it's only a matter of time before my outer world reflects my inner world. And I'll tell you, Dan, I was thinking six to 12 months. It was less than two months that I more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life to deciding to run a 52-mile ultra marathon to raise money for charity for the Front Row Foundation, my favorite charity. And uh, I hated running. And that's I, I just committed because I thought this will force me to become a version of myself that I don't even I don't even I don't even know what that looks like to, to push myself to do that. And and then my depression, as I said, went away day one. And because my life within two months was completely transformed, I started calling it my miracle morning. And to kind of wrap this whole thing up and then we can dive into some details. Um, I shared it with my coaching call. Now keep in mind, this was not a book title. The the miracle morning wasn't it was never going to be a book. It was my morning ritual that I called my miracle morning, and I taught it to my coaching clients, and nearly every single one of them went from how, how, man, I'm not a morning person. I don't know if I could wake up 30 minutes earlier, you know, 60 minutes earlier, to a week or two later, we get back on the phone, and they're going, oh, my gosh, you were right. Those tips you gave me, it was easy to get out of bed. I've never had so much energy, motivation, and the light bulb went off. Like, this isn't just for me, and if it'll help not only me but all my clients, I have a responsibility to share this with the world. And that was five years ago. And, and now, you know, the Miracle Morning, we just had our 1,200th review, positive review on Amazon yesterday, which puts it like in the top 1% of every book ever written for like reviews. Um, and uh, we just sold over 100,000 copies. Uh, last month, we had 100,000 copies. And it, it's amazing how the people and the transformations that people experience they're very universal. It really depends on what people want out of it. Do they want to apply it to their income and make more money or they want to apply it to their health and lose weight or they want to apply it to a, a specific goal like writing a book or starting a business or whatever. They're able to filter whatever their outcome is that they want through all six of these practices of the Miracle Morning and it accelerates the, how fast they're able to, to get to the, the results that they want. So I'll, I'll shut up now. I'm very long-winded. I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, that's that, that's awesome. So, um, you know, in in discovering this process, I, I got to ask the question: since you were um, since you were in the industry prior to say your downfall there um, in the in the crash of '08, um, you know, where you did you have those type of of uh, disciplines every day at that point prior to? No, no, not at all. Um, you know, I, all. yeah, okay. I mean, it's almost like I succeeded in spite of this. Now, now I will say, I mean, there are some of the things, you know, one of the practices of the Miracle Morning, the, the, by the way, for people to have a visual of this, um, they're, they're organized into an acronym. So these six practices are known as the SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. -E um, and I'll just, I'll run through them real quickly, and then we can go more in depth if you want. But the first S is for silence. So starting your day with meditation or prayer or a combination of the two. Um, and again, the proven benefits of meditation, both psychologically and physiologically, are, are so profound that if you do, you know, spend 10 minutes researching it and you go, gosh, how have I not meditated all these years, you know? Um, the A is for affirmations, and we'll go in, we can go in depth on that's an area where affirmations have failed people, I think, for the most part, um, because of the way they've been taught by self-help gurus over the, you know, decades of you know, lie to yourself. Just say, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And you can trick yourself into believing it. It, it just doesn't work that way. So there's a very specific way that's practical and results-oriented that I teach for creating affirmations that don't just make you feel better, but they actually move the needle for you and, and they do generate results. 
Um, the V in savers is for visualization or visioning, depending on which resonates with you, and I can, you know, I can explain the difference there. Um, the E is for exercise. It doesn't mean you have to give up your morning or your afternoon, you know, gym time or evening workout or whatever, but it does mean that the benefits of exercising first thing in the morning in terms of increasing your energy all day long, your decision-making ability, your mental clarity, they're, again, very profound proven, even if it's only a few minutes of exercise. Um, Robert Kiyosaki reached out to me, uh, you know, the, uh, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad? He yes. reached out to me, and this is, I'm still kind of in disbelief. It was a few months ago, but, um, and he said, The Miracle Morning, he's read the book three times. It's completely changed his life, uh, and it's enhanced his marriage with his wife in really profound ways. Like, and, you know, I mean, that's my, like an author whose book changed my life, so it's kind of crazy to think that he does Miracle Morning, but he, um, he reached out to me and he interviewed me and he said, Hal, you know, I, I'm on, he was on day 60 at the time of the Miracle Morning without missing a single day. And he said, for exercise, I took your advice because I already exercised in the, in the afternoon and I thought, I don't, I don't want to go to the gym in the morning. I've got my routine. But he said, I just do three minutes of exercise in the morning and it's a total game changer for how, you know, how, how, how my day kicks off. Um, the R in savers is for reading. And I really believe that every single one of us, we are one book away from learning everything that we need to, to know to take any or every area of our life to the next level. And uh, the final S is for scribing, which is, you know, writing process, like journaling, that sort of thing. And I've got some different, you know, some a journal that I use that's very specific, and uh, it's called Five-Minute Journal. But so those are the savers. And, the you know, Robert Kiyosaki, something that he said is, in fact, I'll read it so I don't mess it up. He said, what Hal has done with his acronym SAVERS is taken the best practices developed over centuries of human consciousness development and condensed the best of the best into a daily morning ritual, a ritual that is now part of my day. And the last thing he said is, going through SAVERS every morning is like pumping rocket fuel into my mind, body, and spirit before I start my day every day. So that's kind of what makes Miracle Morning special is that, you know, before the Miracle Morning, nobody was really doing all six of these. They were doing one or two, maybe three. Uh, and this is where you see such profound results is you're, you're harnessing the power of all six practices simultaneously. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's awesome to see that and also awesome to see the, um, the similarities in, in um, uh, the people that, if you want to call it, attract into your life. Um, you know, because I have a similar routine um, that that I've had for years. You know, sometimes it's better than others, but um, but you know, consistently the past year plus um, is, is definitely makes a huge difference. So um, I appreciate you getting out there and you know putting it into a a, a process that people can digest and and uh, seeing the impact that you're having with it is really awesome. Um, I appreciate that very and, much. Yeah. So um, so if there was uh, a, you know a, a core thing that you could offer to someone, if someone, you know, one thing that you could give the person right now to take away from this uh, interview here um, and for our listeners, uh, what, what would you recommend they do? Obviously, definitely go get your book. <laughs> sure. um, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, but aside from that, what would, you, what would you tell someone? Yeah, so, I mean, here's, here's what I, like, I, you know, I, I, give, I speak a lot. I, I speak all over the country, and I, or now it's, it's turning into the world, but I always end my message, you know, I give basically an hour of what I just did, and it's my style is, you know, I talk too fast, like, I don't mean to, but it's just how I, I get excited, I talk fast, mm. so at the end, you're like, wow, that was an hour's worth of information, like, that's so much stuff, and I always, I wrap it up by saying this, and it's the same, I'll, I'll you know, encourage your, I'll invite and encourage your listeners uh, to do a 30-day challenge, 
and uh, you know, or miracle morning, 30 day challenge, if you want to call it that. But here's the thing: is is you don't have to read the book to to start this. You don't have to have finished the book. You don't have to have mastered all of the savers. The essence of the miracle morning, in its simplest form, is about waking up before you have to, and de de dedicating time to your personal development so that you can, one day at a time, become the person that you need to be to create everything you want for your life. And, and I want to just, I'll touch on those two points. The first point is waking up before you have to. If you think about it, Dan, most people, like, when do we wake up? We look at our schedule and we go, okay, I have to be somewhere at this time. It takes me this long to get ready and I want to I snooze at least two or three times, right? So we set our alarm clock for the last possible moment to wake up, to, to not get fired from our job, have our kids kicked out of school, get divorced, right? Like, I mean, it's, I call that a mediocre morning. It is what it really is. It's like mm -hmm. the minimum I have to do to get out the door. And the world's most successful – go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying that sounds like another book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and the, the world's most successful people, though, they know better. Like, they wake up not when they have to, but they wake up to dedicate time to becoming a better version of themselves. And what you find is that when you wake up because you have to, there is one magic component or, – or, sorry, when you want to instead of when you have to – when you, when you wait till the last minute and you wake up when you have to, you hit the snooze button. Number one, hitting the snooze button is literally starting your day with procrastination, which means you're becoming a procrastinator before, like, at the start of your day, which makes it easier to procrastinate in everything. But also, it's a lack of self-discipline. You're, you're literally programming your subconscious to, and your identity to say, I don't have the discipline to get out of bed in the morning let alone do everything else that I want to do. And you start to create this image that says, I'm not a disciplined person, and I procrastinate a lot. But on the flip side, if you set your alarm clock back today, right now, 30 minutes early, that's it, 30 minutes before you have to get out of bed, and you, when the alarm goes off, you decide before you go to bed, by the way, don't wait till the alarm goes off to make the decision. Before you go to bed, think through it. Go, okay, alarm's going off. You know, Normally I get up at 7, but it's going off at 6.30, or normally 6, now it's 5.30. When it goes off, I'm probably going to feel like hitting the snooze button because that's what I always do, but I'm, I'm committed that I'm going to get up out of bed, run in the bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face, go get a glass of water, and start my miracle morning. And your miracle morning is simply dedicating those 30 minutes to doing something that helps you become a better version of the person you were when you went to bed the night before. So simplest thing you can do, read a book for 30 minutes or exercise for 15 and read for 15, right? But in a lot of people, that's how they start the Miracle Morning. They, they order, the, order the book on Amazon, and then their first you know, few weeks, all they're doing is waking up a little earlier, and they're reading the book until they learn silence and affirmations and visualization and you know, how to incorporate all those practices. Um, but that's it. And so that's what I encourage people to do. I invite you. I encourage you. Set your alarm clock back 30 minutes and dedicate that time. Number one, wake up with discipline. And by the way, in the book, and if you don't want to wait for the book, there's actually, here's a website. If you go to tmmbook.com, that's as in TMM as in The Miracle Morning Book, tmmbook.com, that's where you can download a bunch of free resources. One of those is the Bedtime Affirmations. And the Bedtime Affirmations is something where uh, it, it's, it's kind of how do you program your subconscious mind before you go to bed so that when the alarm goes off, you, you're already programmed to jump out of bed 
and override your past you know, behavior of hitting that snooze button or, or whatever you used to do. So that's what I encourage you to do. Set the alarm clock back 30 minutes. Um, if you, oh, by the way, you can get the first couple chapters of the book on my website, halelrod.com. halelrod.com. Uh, put your name and email in. You can get the first couple chapters for free. And then all the bonus stuff is at tmmbook.com. Sorry to give you two different websites. but um, And then, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think I answered your question. Sure. No, that's per perfect. Perfect. So um, so in, uh, I guess one more thing to, to, uh, to put in here. Um, who who would you say would be you know uh, someone that drastically changed your life as far as uh, you know a mentor or you know anything else that you that comes to mind Ron, when I ask that question? Uh, what, who, what you mean a mentor of mine? Yes. That changed their life with the Miracle Morning. No, that that someone that's impacted you. Oh oh, got it. I mean, you know, I mean, I would say for me, uh, the what first comes to mind is Jesse. His name is Jesse Levine, and he's not really a public figure, but. Uh, he was, uh, when I was 19 years old and I started selling Cutco knives, uh, you know, and I really didn't know anything about personal development. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what a self-help book was. Um, mm. Jesse Levine was, he was 23. So looking back, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30s now. So it's like, I, I, then he seemed so old and mature, but he was really a kid. Mm. Um, but he was the number one manager in the history of the company. He, he was the, that year that I started, he became that year. We were the first ever million dollar office in in the company, and um, he was just phenomenal in terms of his mindset and his positive thinking. And so, yeah, more than any other mentor, he shaped my early, uh, you know, beliefs and, and mindset that I could accomplish anything. And you know, I, I wouldn't have broken any of those sales records without his guidance and, and, and leadership and mentorship for sure. That's awesome. So. Um... Uh, as we wind down here, uh, I definitely want to thank you um, for taking the time to do this again um, and uh, and sharing your message with the world and the impact that you're having. You you know you're definitely uh, um, having a tremendous impact and and radically shaking people up at the core to to go out and and uh, get what they want in their life. Um, and I greatly you know appreciate uh, you doing that because obviously I can't do it alone. Sure. You know I need guys like you. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, um yeah, so um, definitely um, I appreciate that. And um, is there anything else that you want to leave anybody with? You know, one, one last yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably, fired up passion. Probably one of, I mean, one of the most important things I could invite people to do, I mean, other than the Miracle, or actually I shouldn't even say other than the Miracle Morning Challenge of 30 days, you know, waking up and, and working on yourself. Um, this is really one of the most important parts of completing that challenge. Uh, it's really hard to do things on our own. You know, we need support. We need accountability. We need evidence from other people that, that, that you know, that the thing we're attempting is, is worthwhile. Um, I, uh, I invite everybody to join what has become the most engaged online community I've ever seen. The most engaged, the most vulnerable, the most supportive. Uh, it's called the Miracle Morning Community, and it's also one of the fastest growing. We add over 100 members a day, and we don't add them. I mean, they request to join from all over the world, and we're over 23,000 members uh, <laughs> as of today. And go there, and again, you go, if you go, to, actually, there's a URL. If you go to mymymcommunity.com, uh, so TMM is in the Miracle Morning, mymymcommunity.com, that just redirects you to the Facebook group, but that just in case I know other sure. people are creating Miracle Morning groups on there. I can't keep up and like police all of them, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's the main one, uh, the Miracle Morning community, 23,000 people. Uh, come join that and, and, and do that like right now because 
then you're not in it alone. And you see people in there that are posting. I mean, we get, you know, I mean, probably, I don't even know, 50, 100 posts a day and from people that are on all different steps of the journey. Like some people are like you. They, they will have joined that day. And then some people have been doing it for weeks, months, even years, you know. So it's a great place to plug in and, and really get support and ask questions. And, you know, people are, uh, like I said, really, really engaged in the community, really supports each other. So, yeah, so, so I invite you to join that, uh, you know, as you're starting your venture into the Miracle Morning or becoming a morning person for possibly the first time ever. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you, Hal, for uh, sharing all those resources with uh, people and having the impact you have, uh, you know, and um, I look forward to uh, seeing you impact, you know, like you shared the world. You're going out and doing things outside the country, which is really cool. So, well, Dan, well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me on and everybody that tuned in. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you in the Miracle Morning uh, community Facebook group soon. Thanks.